Hello and welcome to the Oasis Church podcast. Over the coming months, we as a church are going to be looking at the Apostles' Creed together, an ancient summary of the Christian faith that has traveled through thousands of years and functioned as an anchor of truth in a constantly shifting world. The Creed presents truth claims that can be explored, that provoke questions, that come directly from scripture and that are owned by a community. Thanks for joining us. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, who was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Catholic Church. The communion of saints. The forgiveness of sins. The resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. It's good. Thank you all for being involved in that, and thank you, Rich, for pulling it together. As always, so, so good to be here. Um, Yeah, just to say, it's quite warm, isn't it? So um, if you see someone, like, overcome in the heat, just prod them to make sure they've not fainted. Uh, prod them just in case they've fallen asleep. We can look out for each other because it'll do that. If you don't know me, my name is Adrian, and I kind of get the privilege of kind of getting us this point and, um, yeah, just reflecting on where we've been and looking at the wonder of this word that ends the whole of the creed of Amen. And we'll get to do that, and at the end, we're going to get to share the creed together, say it together. Um, but before we get there, I want to do something different And what I want to do is um, actually just invite Sarah Bowen up in a moment in order that I could interview her. Because one of the things I think is beautiful through taking some moments to uh, journey together through Scripture, and in this one we've kind of looked to the Apostles' Creed and seen how actually it's all rooted in the God of the Bible, and how each week as we've contemplated, pondered, meditated on a statement that is there in the creed. It allows us to see the richness of who God is and how we're drawn into the story of who God is. And um, it's not so we therefore get to the end and go, oh yeah, I know all about the creed. It's not that. It's in order that we be changed. Whenever we approach scripture, it's in order that it would illuminate something more of who God is and how God longs to shape more of our lives. And therefore, I think it's just good to take moments before we kind of get to look again and say, hey, what's it done for you? And so I'm going to ask Sarah now to join me, and I'm going to ask her, what has this done for you? Shall we welcome Sarah? It's really good to see Sarah. Morning. Very good. Um, I've got four questions. We'll see if we get through them. The first question is this. What were your initial responses when you heard we were going to do a series on the Apostle Creed? Well, Adrian, as you know, (laughs) it was really negative. (laughs) I'm sorry to admit this, but 
when Adrian, I, I usually love a series studying the Bible, and when he said it was on the Apostles' Creed, I just thought, oh no. And I actually said to Adrian, and I'm really sorry, but actually I'm going to have to sneak off and go down to Costa during that series. <laughs> there is nothing that I want to do. I didn't want to hear it, basically. So why was that? <laughs> why did you not want to hear it? So we need to understand the kind of context for it then is that I grew up going to a really high Anglican church. So my dad was a vicar of this church. So it was non-negotiable. We went to church and... Like, church every week was kind of repeating things. It was an order of service. You said every week you'd sit up, you know, kneel down, do whatever you're supposed to at the right time. And part of that included reciting the Apostles' Creed. And so I just thought, I've said that so many times. It, I didn't understand it. I don't like doing things that I don't understand and I've got to join in and I'm not compliant with it. <laughs> And so, yeah, so I think it kind of brought up all these memories of um, a lot of negativity and a lot of boredom, extreme boredom. <laughs> so it wasn't great, Adrian, sorry. That's right. I think um, what I love is that we were a kind of church where you can say that. Um, yeah. Now, the interesting thing is, I think I pleaded with you, Sarah, and said, why not give it a couple of weeks before you go out to Costa? Um, and could you say and share like how you actually have found the series well do you know what I've not been to Costa at all <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've just been really taken by surprise by it actually I, I've got to say it's really it's been a quite a big emotional journey for me and I'm really shocked actually because I didn't think I would get anything out of this I really didn't um so each week it's been kind of looking at as you know, looking at each sentence, and inside I thought, yeah, I agree with that. I've, I've loved thinking what each sentence means and looking at the foundations of our faith. And there was one week, I think maybe it was the week where Udi was reading out the Apostles' Creed, and I just thought, she said it was so much meaning that I thought, yeah, I totally agree with this. And it felt really emotional to get to the end of it and think, yes, that is what I believe. And to think back to when I was a child sitting in church, having to recite something, I had no idea what it was all about, to get into this point of thinking, I totally agree with that. I found that really emotional. Yeah, so the, yeah, that's the kind of, the, the key thing really is the creed as a whole and thinking actually this is something that I now personally believe. And it's been a long journey to kind of come to an appreciation that actually when I, when I hear it, it's something that... It's not only about my beliefs, but about the beliefs of millions of people on the planet alive today and the history of generations of people thinking the same thing. And I think that's absolutely awesome and incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I think one of the things I get is the privilege of often chatting to different people. And I wanted to ask one further question of you, Sarah, just because I know that along with that part of your journey, it, it, there's also been an additional surprise as you've yeah. gone in the series. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, the, it's been a very personal journey, actually, of um, revisiting lots of memories from my childhood, actually. So it's really... It's, I think it's actually reshaped how I look at my childhood. So I would look back at some parts of my childhood, particularly church and, and seeing God as a child, of thinking, actually, this was really difficult. It was full of hardship. It was a really negative experience, but actually I've gone through a whole journey of now when I look back, 
I can understand that my parents connected with God in a completely different way to the way that I do. But the value in that is incredible. I can look back and think, actually, I was so fortunate to be surrounded by people who loved God, that, you know, that whole of our lifestyle was based around serving God and ministering to people. And as a child, that cost quite a lot. But now, when I look back, I think I am so incredibly proud that that's how they chose to live and that I'm part of that family. And so it's really connected me with grief that my parents aren't here anymore, that I can't share that with them. Um, but I feel that God has actually reshaped the whole way that I look at my childhood. So that's, that's that was completely unexpected. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Someone just, shall we yeah. respond? <laughs> when Sarah shared kind of where she'd got to, I, I just, I said to her, man, you have to share this. Um, it's vulnerable, but... Um, it just does your heart good, doesn't it? I think sometimes we can miss what God's wanting to do. Whether it's like in a series as we gather together, or whether it's each day we're invited to just open up the scriptures and say, God, what, what is it you're going to reveal about who you are and how you want me to see myself and see my life? It, it's just amazing. And my encouragement is, like, please see Sarah afterwards and say, thank you for sharing with vulnerability because whenever we do that it costs something of ourselves because we're saying hey I'm trusting you with this and therefore let's be faithful in what we've been trusted with but also can I encourage us like if you're a regular around Oasis like get time to share over the coming week maybe it's in a small group maybe it's just through a text conversation or a whatsapp conversation just showing my age there um that, that just shares like hey this is what I've understood and what God's done in me over the past few months as we've just bedded ourselves to contemplate the wonder of the Apostles' Creed. Um, yeah, so we've got to the end. And I want us to zoom in on this word, amen. And what I want us to see is as we contemplate once again, just a moment in the creed, I want us to see that it's about me and it's about you. It's about us, and it's about connecting us to something much bigger than ourselves. It kind of allows us and gives space to our questions and our doubts, and it reframes everything of what we speak through the creed. Simply in a word, amen. I want to briefly do it through looking at three headings. Uh, some of you at this point are thinking, briefly, are you sure, Hurst? I know what you're like. You're lulling us into a false sense of security. Well, let's see. I, I, I think I can do it briefly. I want us to look at declaring, praying, and resting. As we look and ponder and contemplate the wonder of this word, amen. So firstly, declaring. Language and words have so many different meanings and you can find yourself like stumbling into, uh, actually I'm not starting with declaring, I'm starting with amen. I know I've done that. Where am I? <laughs> Do you ever have those moments where you're just like, where am I? I am here. And we're we are looking at declaring. So declaring, yeah, so language, words, that's where I was at. 
you, sorry, you've got an inner understanding of what goes on in my brain often where I'm kind of at multiple different destinations at the same moment. Be present, Adrian. So language words just have so many different meanings. I don't know if you find that. You go into a different situation. Maybe it's like an organization. Maybe it's a people of a different age to you. Maybe it's in like a a new environment, a club that you go to, and suddenly a a word that you thought you understood has different meanings. Or maybe they say a word and you think, "I, I don't know what that's about. I know recently I got a WhatsApp from a friend and they kind of signed it off with um, W-D-Y-T. W-D-Y-T. And I I remember reading it thinking, what on earth does that mean? And um, it took me 20 minutes to figure out what W-D-Y-T means. I asked the younger people on the team around me, shows my age once again, they didn't know what it was. And so I thought, okay, this isn't an age thing, this is like a thing here. And so I actually, in the end, WhatsApp the individual back and said, sorry, what does W-D-Y-T think? And they said, what do you think? And I said, no, no, Um, what does W-D-Y-T stand for? And they said, what do you think? Now, you can see how long this went on, and eventually, the penny drops. And I thought, that's the weirdest shorthand I've seen that's caused me an incredibly long journey to get there. And then I thought, well, maybe I'm the only person who didn't know about this, apart from the other people in my team. And so I then said, I know, I'll start using it. So I started using it on WhatsApps and emails, and everyone else kept emailing me or WhatsApping me back going, what does WDYT stand for? Now, they got it first time. Um, but it's like that, isn't it? Language, words. You can find that thing of like, I I thought this was something, but now I'm finding something else. And to be honest, following Jesus invites you into these other words and a language that we can, if you've been following Jesus for a while, go, oh yeah, 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 I I know this word, that's fine. Whereas if you're new around, you can think, hey, what does that mean? Like everyone seems to say it. And one of those words that we say all the time is amen. Oh, man, and, and if you're not careful, you can get caught up and say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I say that as well. See, oh, man, is this Hebrew word, a Hebrew word that allows us to suddenly, like, connect with the people of God throughout all ages. It's a word of meaning, a word that means, yes, I agree. May it be so. This is true. See, When we're saying that word, amen, it's an invitation to be those who are declaring over all that we've just said around the Apostles' Creed that yes, I agree. May it be true, true, or may it be so. May this be true. It is true. That's what we're saying when we say that word, amen, that we're saying it individually, that I'm saying amen that you're saying amen, and that in us then saying amen, we're suddenly saying it together, that we're not alone. It becomes a moment of us declaring together, yes, let this be so. It is true. But it also invites us into something bigger. Because suddenly, our amen isn't just me personally, isn't just us together. It also connects us with people around the globe in this moment who are saying the Apostles' Creed and saying their amen. 
And suddenly our amen gets caught up in this bigger amen that's going on throughout the whole of the globe in this moment. But it gets even bigger because suddenly our amen isn't just getting connected together with a much bigger one going on in the globe at the moment, but it's also getting connected with those who've been and those who will be. That suddenly we get to join with Sarah's parents who faithfully said, week in, week out, the Apostles' Creed, and said there are men. So it's about declaring. Secondly, it's about praying. Robert McClay says this, for the creed is not a statement of goods, like an invoice or a shopping list, but is a prayer. It ends in amen after all. And it is a prayer of hope, a prayer of commitment and dedication to what is to come not just to pious dreams, but to a reality that God promises us will finally be. I love this, that the amen turns all that we've just said into a prayer. It becomes a moment of us both declaring that this reality is so, but also crying out, and saying, God, would you cause me to know more of the reality of this? God, I trust in you that you will cause the future that I've spoken of to come into being. It switches from just a simple statement to a prayer of our hearts, trusting everything to God. It also becomes a moment where it gives voice to our questions and doubts. See, as we contemplate week in, week out, the wonder of this statement, it isn't that we go, oh yeah, got that pinned down. Yep, know all of that. No, there's this invitation of, yeah, I know this reality, but there's also more that I want to understand and know. And actually, there's some things I'm like, like, what is that going to look like? Like, as Mike said, there's that reality of when we look at the resurrection from the dead, there's a mystery in it. And you're like, oh yeah, that, that causes me to ask some more questions. But then we also have moments where we think, I just don't know. I'm not sure. And suddenly in those moments of questions and doubts, we suddenly realize that the amen allows us to give voice to that. And say, God, I, I trust you with these. I trust you as I've contemplated and as I speak this statement, I trust you with my questions and my doubts. Which brings me on to the third one. It's not just declaring, praying, it's also resting. See, our man reminds me that it isn't down to me. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says this, for all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen ascends to God for his glory. You see, when we say amen, we're remembering it all we are rests in Jesus, who is forever the Amen. My questions, my doubts, my understanding are resting in Jesus, in his initiative, his provision. That's what I'm saying when I'm saying Amen. It isn't just about me saying, yep, rubber stamp of approval from the hearst. No, no, it's a moment of me saying, no, as I say Amen, I'm remembering Everything I know, everything I don't know, everything I have questions on, 
Actually, it all is resting on who Jesus is. I'm resting on his provision, on his initiative. That's what I'm saying when I'm saying amen. I'm saying, amen, I rest in you, Jesus. But more than that, the amen is transformed. See, it's transformed from a word to a person. See, in Revelation 3, 3, Ethan, in Revelation 3, it talks about Jesus and names Jesus as the Amen. That's what it says. Like, who's Jesus? Oh, he's the Amen. That suddenly the word isn't something you speak, it's someone who's there, who's a person, who's Jesus. That as I say Amen, I'm resting in the wonder of who Jesus is, the embodiment of who he is. It's not simply like a kind of trust word of, I know, I'll speak this out and hopefully it's going to come true. No, it's, it's saying, no, the amen is Jesus. I'm resting in who he is, in his life, in his death, and his resurrection. I'm resting in him, who is forever known now, as the amen. Wow. Like just one word. The amen is about us declaring. The amen flips everything to us then praying. And the amen reminds us we're resting. We're resting in the wonder of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. And so in a moment, we're going to say the creed together. We're going to remember and contemplate the words that we're speaking as we speak them. Some of us are going to think, yeah, what do I think about that? Some of us are going to think, I'm not sure. And yet we're going to get to the end and we're going to get to that moment of saying, are our men together remembering the richness of what it's connecting us to? And yet knowing, it's not about me, it's me resting in you, Jesus. But before we get there, I just thought it'd be good to just summarize the journey that we've been on. And so Graham and Anne have kindly offered to hand out with their small group. It looks like Fiona as well. It's just going to hand out just something you can take away with you today, which will be everything I'm about to read out. But I just thought it'd be slightly ironic if you're in the room today or you're joining us online and you're invited to say this creed and think, well, I don't know what I'm saying. So yeah, please hand out as I speak. So I'm just going to talk us through this. So firstly, I believe. As we say this, we're contemplating the invitation to join our personal voice to the voice of the church throughout time and space, holding on to the central truths of the faith together as one people joined to Jesus. Then as we say, in God the Father, almighty maker of heaven and earth, we get to remember the wonder of the triune God who eternally exists in loving community as Father, Son, and Spirit, the powerful creator of all who make us part of, of the powerful creator of all who makes us part of his loving family. And then as we say, and in Christ Jesus, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, we remember the beauty of Jesus, who took on our human identity joining our story so that in him we could join his story, taking on his identity and declaring him as Lord. Suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. 
we remember the work of the Son, who goes down, down, down to the greatest extremities of the human condition in order to save, heal, restore, recreate, and raise us up with him. And then as we say, and on the third day, he rose again from the dead. We remember the resurrection, which announces that the power behind all sin, darkness, sickness, injustice, and pain has been broken. New creation has come, and we are caught up in the overflowing resurrection life of Christ that will one day redeem, renew, and restore all things. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, We remember the return of Christ to his rightful place at the Father's right hand so that together they may reign and radiate all that is glorious, holy, and righteous. And as we say, he will come again to judge the living and the dead. We're remembering the good news that God will one day set the world to rights, which calls us to live now surrendering all to his lordship and being joined into the life-giving, love-creating relationship that we were originally designed to have. I believe in the Holy Spirit. We remember the person of the Holy Spirit who's seeking to work in us as individuals, with us as we gather together, and through us as we go out into the world revealing and magnifying the Son, creating a new community of faith and transforming lives. The Holy Catholic Church. We contemplate the universal church, which is one family stretching across all time and space, crossing all barriers and divisions, and extending by its very nature an invitation for anyone and everyone to come and receive welcome and belonging, value and identity, wholeness and purpose. The communion of the saints which is all about the local expression of the church in each and every form, which is founded on Jesus and intricately connected by Jesus, profoundly impacts how we live and what we do together. The forgiveness of sins. We have to wonder at the gift of forgiveness of all we have done and will do, enabled by Jesus alone, which allows us to live knowing that forgiveness and then showing forgiveness to others and ourselves the resurrection of the body. We remember the bodily resurrection of Christ, which shows us the pattern of our future hope in him, when we shall have physical bodies fit for the new creation and enjoyment of the glory of God, the same but totally different, and the life everlasting, the awesome privilege of the promise of the life of Jesus, empowering all that we are to be enjoyed both in this life and the life to come. And we then speak our amen, the final word, my amen, my yes, I affirm and agree, which joins with others, amen, together as a community, joins with a greater amen throughout the ages and rests on the greatest amen announced in and through Jesus, turning our statement into a prayer. I hope and pray that as we continue to live in the good of the God who's revealed through the Apostles' Creed, it continues to shape and define our hearts. But I want us to finish today by saying it together. So I wonder if we could stand. (laughs) 
And just having stood, I'm going to invite us to say it together. I'll start us, and then we'll continue together. Um, just to say, if you feel like, yeah, I'm not sure if I can say this, that's okay. Maybe for you, the invitation is, God, would you reveal something more of what all of these words that have been spoken are about? Maybe that's that. But for many of us in this room, we're going to say it. So it'll appear on the screen, I think. I believe in God. feel it? Can I just pray for us? Jesus, I thank you that you are our amen. I thank you for the wonder of it. I thank you that everything we are rests on everything that you are, and you are enough. And I just ask for each of us, would we know now by your Holy Spirit, more and more of your sufficiency. Just really ask that. Just pray just as we've, through this morning, just had moments of just stilling ourselves in the quietness and just knowing you with us, changing perspective. I just pray, would you continue to do that as we leave this building. I pray would we wake up knowing you're our amen. We join our amen to you. And I pray that would transform how we live our lives, living from that place of rest, living just the wonder of being able to declare the beauty of who you are the world around just really ask that Amen